I'm Alicia Michalisa Kurtz, and welcome to Real Talk, a place where healthcare professionals share stories about their more human experiences working in medicine. Today is the first episode in a four-part series brought to us by one of the hardest working, most devoted parts of the healthcare team, medical students. And in this series, we'll hear from four first-year medical students, all studying here in California, starting today with Abha. For those of you who never attended medical school, or if you did and then chose to completely block out that part of your life from your memory, allow me to explain something. Med school is intense. And while that seems like a no-duh kind of statement, it's actually kind of hard for me to explain it as perfectly as I would like to, but I'll try. All types of grad school are challenging. Higher-level education coursework is detailed, extensive, and complex. And while, yes, there are didactic courses and instructors there to teach you the material, a large portion of it is learned on your own, reading and studying way more than you ever did in college. And while I respect that every master's and doctoral program does require hard work like this, medical school is really a specific kind of tough. For starters, it is ridiculously competitive to get in. In 2019, for example, over 53,000 people applied to medical school, and only about 41% of them got in. That's less than half. And all with unweighted GPAs over 3.5 and really competitive scores on the MCAT, which is the first of more than at least six, eight-plus-hour standardized exams that this group will take in their early medical career, in addition to all the normal testing that comes with every unit and clinical rotation in their normal four-year medical school education. Well, then once you're in, it moves very fast. And there's this saying that all med students have heard more times than they can count, that being in medical school is like drinking from a fire hose. You're desperately trying to take small sips and gulps of water from this giant thousand-gallon stream of water that's pummeling your face. And unlike many other types of grad school, it's not all concepts. It's basically hours and hours and hours of memorizing. Numbers, equations, random facts, and what is essentially an entire new language and vocabulary that we use as doctors to label all of the normal and abnormal things that happen in the body, plus all the medications and the treatments and the tools and everything else that make most of our non-medical family and friends reach peak boredom whenever they're around us because we do what all of us just cannot help but do, which is talk about medicine all the time. Because being in medical school, it truly becomes your life. There just isn't time for anything else. There are no excused absences for family vacations or birthdays or weddings. There's no catching up later because it moves too fast and everything new builds on what you were already supposed to have learned. And when you take a test, you're already a week into new material and you're likely feeling behind because you took that time to study the old material for the exam and you're immediately feeling overwhelmed with how many lectures you have not reviewed and need to review before the new set come at you next week. And in the midst of all of this, medical school comes with competition like you wouldn't believe, which is sure to be front of mind for every med student thanks to constant efforts made by a group that is found in every med school in America and universally and affectionately referred to as the Gunners. 
those students that sacrifice more than the rest of us to be at the top, who seemingly study literally all the time, and somehow cast this shadow of guilt on everyone near them who did not study or do as well as they did, because goodness forbid you find balance or make a conscious decision to just be okay not learning everything perfectly. But the gunners, they're not mean people. Not at all. And in fact, they honestly are a reflection of something inside all medical students. Because to have the grades and the resume it takes to get in in the first place, you have to have channeled that inner intensity for years leading up to now. To have sacrificed more than your peers. To have pushed yourself to get here. To be in the 40% that actually get the chance to try med school at all. But how do you not lose yourself in that process? How do you keep perspective? How do you decide the person you're going to be and not let your inner gunner take over? This is Abha's story. So there's this movie called Palm Springs with Andy Samberg. The basic premise is that these people wake up every day to live the same day over and over again. It's like they're stuck in a time warp. This movie to me emphasized the idea that my role in life is pretty insignificant. Life is monotonous and can be repeated day in and out. It doesn't have a lot of meaning. Being in med school feels like that a lot of times. You wake up, you go to class, you study. At some point, you take a break to pee or fill your water bottle. Then you study some more. You sleep or you don't sleep. You wake up and you do it all over again the next day. There's endless amounts of information to learn and not enough hours in the day to learn it. This pattern isn't something I adopted in medical school. Rather, looking back, I've noticed it throughout undergrad and who knows, maybe much earlier. It is no secret that getting into med school is really competitive. To make it among 30,000 people, you have to work hard. I was trained to think that you can't take breaks. You can't even travel abroad just for fun. You have to work, do your research, study, take the MCAT, volunteer, and do anything else that boosts your application. At one point in undergrad, I was taking 21 credits, all science classes, working in my research lab. I was a TA. I worked as an outreach coordinator, and I lived in the library till 11 p.m. every day. I actually caught the last bus going home every day that quarter. Was it worth it? Maybe. Did I do it because I love studying so much? I'm not sure. Most people don't study in undergrad and med school because they're a glutton for punishment or because they want to study nonstop for eight years. Normally, it's a desire to help people, to heal, but it gets lost in the cycle of working constantly. I'm no exception. After working so hard to get here, I feel like a machine. I can work forever. I don't need breaks. I don't even need vacations. That's really common in medical students, I think, and also in doctors. This studious and stressful lifestyle creates two distinct group of medical students at just about every medical school. There are the gunners and then the well-rounded type. The gunners are at the top of every med school class. Everyone had to be competitive to get to med school, but this competition is to the max. They study all the time. I know they're not bad people, but their stress and high level of work leads to this sense of shame and guilt when you don't nearly study as much as they do or just as hard. And then there's those that strike a balance. They realize, yes, this is tough and we all have to study a ton, but this can't be everything in life right now. It's a marathon, not a sprint. These individuals realize the incredible intellectual ability of their peers, 
they have accepted that the fight to be at the top of the med school class is a totally different ballgame. It's way harder than it was in high school or college. I distinctly remember after one of the tests my M1 year, my brain was absolutely fried. So I went to the movies to relax. The next day, one of the more gunner types shamed me to my face. She said, there's still so much to learn. We're all stressed. I can't believe you took the night off and went to the movies. This instance made me feel so bad for taking breaks in a state where I was already feeling anxious and stressed out. But honestly, what good is it if I don't go to the movies, if I don't take a break, if I don't spend time with my family or get a coffee with a friend? Does that do good to anybody? I remember working at a free clinic in my M1 year. Talking to this patient was incredible and so memorable. It was such a great conversation. All the things that made it great had nothing to do with how much I had studied. It was the human connection, being able to relate to them, to show them that I cared. My patients didn't ask me what school I went to or how many hours a week I studied. Not at all. I know I still have a long way to go to figure out what I want to do in med school, but so far I realized that I do want to do women's health. So when I think about my patients and all the women around the world, I realize they don't care about how much I study either. That to them, I'm just another person they can confide in and talk to. What they will care about is, will I understand their life? Will I understand how important their families are to them or the social factors that complicate their healthcare needs? I know that when they talk to me, they'll want to relate to me on what movie they saw recently. I know that my experiences have shown me that I can be a gunner. I have the discipline and the focus. But is that even sustainable or is it even in my best interest? Throughout my M1 year, I've actually realized that I want to be and need to be like the second group of students I've described. These students are incredibly grounded and they've kept me sane. They've held me accountable and given me permission and encouragement to find balance, to take time for exercise and breaks. I know now that it takes a strong friendship for someone to call you out and give you feedback very openly. I know now that it's coming from a place of them looking out for you and not from competition or negativity. So remember that movie Palm Springs? At first, I thought the movie was like medical school because of the way the characters live this life over and over each day, like a hamster in a wheel, always running and running with no destination and no point. But it turns out I actually got it wrong. While the movie does show that life can be cyclical and repetitive, it ends up showing the importance of relationships the characters build with each other. Even when given 24 hours where they have to start all over again, it's actually the interpersonal connections, the humanness of their life that gives it meaning. So yes, everyone has a job to do. And in med school, my job is to study and work hard. But I can do that without being a gunner. I can't let studying and working be the only thing I do in my M2 year. Like with my patients and thanks to some of my awesome peers, I'm now realizing more than ever that it's going to take some intentional effort to keep that part of me alive. To prioritize my own physical and mental health and wellness. To go to the movies and take breaks. Even if it means I miss a few more questions on a test and endure some shame from all the gunners in my class. When we recorded Epa's story, during the small group discussion section, she looked up at all of us and said, um, guys, I think I might be a gunner. 
And it was a sentence said with shame and a genuine look of concern. And while I don't know if Abha is actually a gunner or not, I don't think it matters. I do think she's so driven and smart and capable and has all that stuff that brought her application to the top of the pile and led her to get into medical school over the 60% of other hopefuls that applied and didn't get in. But I also know she cares so much that she sees people as more than a diagnosis or a disease, that she is working towards a goal that includes truly caring for and healing humanity and not just living the same pointless day over and over and over. At least she's not if we don't let her. We have a responsibility, those of us who work as attendings in contact with any medical students or residents at all, we have a responsibility to consciously take some of that gunner pressure away. To remind them that they already made it. The goal isn't to be the very best student anymore. But instead, it's to be a well-trained and well-educated and well-rounded physician. One who does relate to their patients, who didn't burn out in the first five to ten years of their medical career. One who can help us, all of us, continue to change this culture of medicine that we have allowed for too long. Where even our trainees feel nothing but pressure to remain stoic and unfazed and reach unrealistic expectations in their work. Do you know or work with any students or residents? When's the last time you checked in with them? This past year has been a doozy for them too, and it has thrown what medical school is normally like for an even more intense loop. What can you do to help them feel more supported, to take some of that pressure off and encourage them to take time for their own joy and wellness, even when it feels like the studying will never end? Because here's a secret. It, uh, it doesn't ever end. Thank you to Abha for sharing her story with us, to the team at Vituity for their support of this podcast, to Marco Gonzalez, our sound engineer, and of course, to all of you for listening. I'm Alicia, and this is Real Talk. Want to connect with the Real Talk podcast or record your story with us? Head to www.vituity.com forward slash real talk for more information or email us at realtalk at v-i-t-u-i-t-y dot com.